for tuning in and for listening. Ask Laker Lands podcast is back once again. We were back for a short time last summer, and we're back again. Hopefully this time it will stick. Um, I miss ta- I miss really miss talking Lakers with everybody, and um, I just want to thank everybody for, uh, for listening. If you're listening right now, I want to thank you for, for subscribing on iTunes or coming to check out the podcast. I know uh, it's been a while since we've done um consistent podcasts and in that time a lot of new laker podcasts have sprouted up over the landscape and uh you know there's some good podcasts out there so i appreciate you listening and hanging out here with ask lego lance um but this is good it feels feels good to be back and i've i've got so much to say so many takes on so many things man it's it's um, i just can't wait to to jump into it and get into the deets and the details and everything so all right so check it out we got ad right that's cool um that's actually really great and um we we pretty much traded away the young core to get him but it was a good thing um i was i was hesitant about making any kind of like you know big super trade and trading away everybody for all the people that was we were talking about possibly getting, um, except if it was if it was AD, um, that that would have been good, and I think it was worth it, and I think it was something that needed to be done. I think as soon as we um, got LeBron last summer, I think the whole timeline kind of changed in terms of the development of the team and the window to compete for championships also changed. So I think uh, we had to do what we had to do. And it was something that needed to be done. So we did it. So congrats to Rob Palinka and the team for doing what they had to do. So before we get into AD and the rest of the team and all that good stuff, uh, I want to back up a little bit because I have had some questions about the stuff going on with, with Magic and the front office. And there seems to be a lot of questions and uh, concerns about that that stuff from um, Laker fans out there. So I do I do want to hit that a little bit. Um, it, it's been quite a quite a ride, you know. Magic was came in and as president of basketball operations, and they brought in Rob Palinka to work as general manager with him. Um, you know, I think I think Magic did some good things. You know, I mean, we drafted drafted Lonzo and drafted Josh and we drafted Kuz and. Um, and they were great. I mean, they were great finds. I think the the scouting team uh, is fantastic. On the, they've, they've done such a good job and on finding uh, great draft picks for us over the last like five or six years. Um, it's been really, really great. And and Magic signed, uh, you know, got got those guys here. So that was that was good. It he, you know it wasn't all good. You know, I, he trading away Zubak was stupid ridiculous 
for practically nothing and you know Mike Mascala I mean what was that that was just knee-jerk reaction magic pretty much realizing that he had not really set up the team for success with his original idea of finding you know hard-working veteran guys who were kind of crazy and and would work well with LeBron as opposed to just getting a bunch of shooters and you know obviously that didn't work out too well and the team was not really equipped to uh, to compete at the level that we all wanted it to and that the team wanted to and I don't think it was the fault of anybody on the team I think it was it was mostly roster construction and I think Magic did realize that um, eventually which is why he he made these knee-jerk reaction trades uh, during the year last year when when he got rid of Zuby and and you know brought in injured Mike Muscala and things like that I, th I think Reggie Bullock adding Reggie Bullock was a was a good a good move um, it didn't always really pan out and but again team construction is, is what it was and you kind of have to roll with roll with what you're given so I was really hoping that magic was gonna like really right the ship this summer and this is pretty much what we what we got him for to be able to sign sign guys in the room get guys in the room and and and, and get them to sign because he's magic johnson and this this was the summer that we had to do that we we got lebron it's debatable how much of a factor magic was in getting lebron here i i happen to have a, a t my take is that i think lebron was going to come here anyway I think having Magic here definitely helped, um, but it wasn't the main reason that we got LeBron. Um, but I was hoping that Magic would prove his mettle and prove his worth this summer and uh, in, in signing Kawhi. And then, as we know, the right before the last game of the season, Magic bailed, and he quit. And he unleashed this crap storm of uh, stuff on, on the media for like an hour right before the game talking bad about all this stuff and he's not happy and he can't work under these situations and blah 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 and he basically bailed on us he quit and so right as we hours before we started the most important free agency summer of the last six or seven years uh, the one guy who we felt might have been best equipped to get us through that quit so here we are. Now the front office is in turmoil. Everybody's wondering what the heck is happening with the Lakers. What's going on? What's Jeannie going to do? Is she going to, you know, bring somebody else in to replace Magic? And then we found out that she's not really going to do that. She's just going to let Rob take over and and as the general manager and kind of right steer the ship that way. And then there was all kinds of kinds of, you know, reports and speculation about Jeannie was getting mentored and getting advice from from the Rambi, from Kurt and and her best friend. <sighs> you know, and I think I think that was it was true to an extent, but I mean to the extent that it was bad and detrimental is is still kind of debatable, I think. I think obviously Jeannie was put in a really, really hard, bad situation when magic just bailed on her and and didn't consult her before he sh before he did it either she was completely blindsided by this and had to figure out what what to do she i th I, I always have believed that genie has the best um 
intentions and wants what's best for the team and always has wants the team to be competitive and that's what she wants and that's what dr bus wanted and that's what she tries to do with everything that she that she does and sometimes it's it's hard because you hire people that you trust to make those basketball decisions um that you don't want to make and and then that person who you trust just bails on you right at the point when they're supposed to be doing the most work of the whole season so it was really uh it was really hard and plus and the media was really unforgiving with her and she got a lot of bad press in the LA media um because she didn't basically go out and hire someone else outside of the Lakers organization to replace him as president of basketball operations um what made things worse was about a month later when they finally fixed finished their coaching coaching search after the the debacle of the Tyron Lu negotiations which supposedly was all set that we were going to hire Tyron uh, Lu and then he bailed at the last second said nope no thank you because the Lakers uh, lowballed him with the contract they wanted to hire a coach on a 3 year contract that lines up with LeBron's contract and uh, Lou wanted a longer contract and Rob didn't want to give him a longer contract so he walked and I, th I think I, I don't think we played that one well I think that was you know Rob's first like big decision big thing that he was doing on his own without magic there with him and um, and I think he kind of blew it and I think he, he knows he blew it so uh, but I think Rob is a smart guy, and I think he's he's learning from his mistakes, and I think he's getting better all the time. And um, uh, I th I think he really he really really learned from that. And but the f the coach that we got, Frank Vogel, I, I think is great. I think it's a great pickup. I think Frank Vogel is a really really solid solid coach. He's a defensive coach. He ha he's a coach with a winning record. I mean, it's been a while since we've brought a coach in here that had a winning record as a head coach, you know, when he walked through the door. So that is uh, is very nice to have. Um, and I think I, I feel I feel good. I feel really good about the, the coaching situation. Um, I think they've all Rob has also done a really great job of putting some really good quality assistants uh, around him also. And. I don't think that's all Rob. I think obviously Frank Vogel has some some say in that, and who's to know who has how much say between Frank and Rob? But together, I think they've set up a really good coaching staff, which has a lot more experience, pedigree, and I think will be a lot better than the coaching staff that Luke had around him. And I, I like Luke. I've always liked Luke. I thought he was a really good coach. I think he's going to be a great coach. I do not think he set himself up uh, with good coaches around him and I think that hurt him uh, a lot so I'm really glad jury's still out on uh, on Jason Kidd you know some negative press going on about him we'll we'll have to wait and see how that turns out and what kind of a coach he he turns out to be with the Lakers um, but he's not the head coach and that's good and the all the other assistants that they brought in I think are, are top-notch and I, I feel really, really confident about the, the coaching staff. So 
the day that they were gonna that we were supposed to have the press conference to announce uh, Frank Vogel as the head coach. This was going to be the first day in about a month since Magic had quit that the Lakers had gone public in any way, shape, or form. They didn't they didn't have a news conference about Magic leaving. There was all kinds of speculation about what's happening in the front office, who's making the decisions, what's what's happening. It's a dumpster fire. It's terrible, and the Lakers were silent. Nobody was saying anything. And so, of course, the L.A. media just takes that as just proof that nobody's in charge and nothing's happening. And, it, you know, like I said, it's a dumpster fire. So this press conference introducing Frank Vogel was going to be the first time that um, somebody from the Lakers was going to get out in front of the press. And obviously there was probably going to be going to be questions. And then that morning, the morning of the press conference, Magic goes on Stephen A. Smith's show in the morning, goes on first take, and just blowtorches the entire organization. I mean, just brings in two packets of TNT, lights them, throws it, and then runs away laughing. I mean, he 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 was he called Rob Palinka a backstabber and a lying snake, and and he was upset because Rob went behind his back. And and all all this all this stuff, and it was like the worst thing that could possibly happen, like the day of the press conference. So you just know that that's what the press conference is going to be about. Now it's not going to be about Frank Vogel. It's not going to be about the team. It's not going to be about the coaching. It's going to be about what Magic said, you know. And there's now this new feud between you know Magic and Rob and all this stuff. Again, as we're trying to get, you know, free agents to look at the Lakers as a viable option and we have all this infighting. And um yeah, it wasn't good. And you know, it made the press conference weird. And I, I think, you know, uh Frank and Rob, they handled the press conference uh, pretty much as well as they possibly could have. You know, it was positive and they didn't say anything negative ab about Magic even though he had just thrown everybody under the proverbial bus. Uh, just hours earlier, but um, they tried their best to keep the focus on on Vogel and the team, and um, and it was uh, it it worked out fair fairly well, and things have kind of died down since then. But it's really been it really bugged me. It really bugged me that not that that so much that Magic would do that. Because Magic's always been the kind of guy who just, he talks a lot. Like, whether he's being interviewed or whether he's on Twitter, he's always got something to say. And, you know, I, re I remember back when Magic, before he was hired on as president of basketball at Bracelet, when, when he was just Magic Johnson. Got, you know, Laker Hall of Famer great with a Twitter account. And he would say some stuff on Twitter where I was just like, man, What? Come on, man! Like, what? What are you talking about? And like, with, you know, when Mike Brown was coach, and when D'Antoni was the coach, and Magic was always just bashing this and bashing that, and I did not agree with everything that he said. So I was a little bit concerned when he was, uh, when he got hired. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go, but at least, uh, you know, he won't be saying all this crap on Twitter. So when Magic came out and said all this stuff. It, it didn't necessarily surprise me that Magic would say that, but it was just that the timing of it 
was was so detrimental to the team for him to do it that morning, the morning of the press conference. And I just was trying to wrap my brain around why. Why would he choose to do it that day, on the day that it would it would cause the most damage to the team? Because Magic says he loves the Lakers. And, you, and I believe him. I think he does love the Lakers. But he... He hurts the team a lot by the things that he says, um, maybe even without him knowing it. And I just, I've been trying to figure out, like, did he do it on purpose? Like, in order to to inflict the most damage on the team, you know, come out to come out that day, the morning of the press conference, when he knew the press was going to have to they were going to the laker front office was going to have to get in front of the press and answer questions that's the day that he got out and said all this crap about the team and about rob and for him to do it that morning why why would he do that e- either either in my mind either a he just is not that smart and he didn't realize the damage that it would do to the team by him doing what he did uh on the day that he did it or two, he did it on purpose in order to inflict the most damage uh, on the team. And uh, just neither one of those things really sat well with me. And I couldn't really figure out what the reason was or what the answer would be in, until it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it makes all the sense in the world. Um, Magic was trying to protect himself. I, I firmly believe this. Magic was scared. Because he knew that there was going to be a press conference later that day and that Rob was going to get up in front of the press and he was afraid of what they were going to say about Magic. Because he knew what had happened. He knew there was stuff going on. He knew there was criticism of him not being in the office enough and people criticized him of not working hard enough and and the fact that he came out and told everybody, oh, I'm I'm not going to be working with my businesses. I'm going to be given this job 150%. And then he wasn't. He wasn't in the office a lot of the time and Rob was getting frustrated that he wasn't in the office and I guess Rob went to Jeannie with the fact that he wasn't in the office and Magic didn't like that and Magic was very offended by that and hurt by that and so I think he truly was scared of what the Lakers that they would say something about him or they would be asked a question about Magic and that he was afraid of what they were going to say about him and because he was afraid of his own reputation of being uh, talked bad about I think that's why he came out and said what he said exactly when he say it, when he said it to to say his truth, which, which is the words that he used. He wanted his truth to come out. He wanted people to know his story because he was afraid of what they were going to say about him. You know, I mean, is is that insecure? Yeah, kinda. I think it's it's in magic trying to uh, have some self preservation and protect his own. I don't know legacy ego whatever he uh, he thought it better to to torch the team that that he loves in order to save his own reputation that's that's kind of how i think it, it went down and it makes makes all this once once that clicked in my mind i'm like of course that's what happened it makes total sense knowing magic as we do through the media and what kind of person he is um it makes all the sense in the world that that's that's why he did it and it doesn't make it better. It kind of makes it worse, and it kind of bugs me even more. So, anyway, don't mean to go off on a huge tangent about it, but I did wanted to get that out because I've had that take for a while and regarding magic and uh, 
and what he did, why he did it, why he did what he did, when he did it. You know, coming out the day of the press conference saying what he said. I think he was trying to protect himself and protect his own reputation because he was he was afraid of what the Lakers might say about him. And that's why he said what he said. So uh, not a good look. Not a good look for the rest of the, the league. Not a good look for the potential free agents that were coming in. But it is what it is. You know, Rob attempted to uh, right the ship and, and, and keep going. So then, now, Rob pulls the trigger and trades for AD. Um, and let me tell you, knowing what we know now, knowing where we are now, knowing that Kawhi did not come to the Lakers, thank goodness that Rob traded the farm for AD. Because can you imagine if he didn't make that trade? If he was like, well, um, let's. I think we're gonna we're gonna get a big name free agent to come with LeBron. Let's just wait till Anthony Davis goes into free agency next year, and we'll we'll add him in then. If he would have done that, man, we we would be in the exact same position position now as we were last year with LeBron and the kids, which you know is not so bad because the kids are great. I think the young core, I, I have a lot of uh, love and respect for those guys, for Lonzo and for Brandon, Josh Hart even. But the problem, the problem with those guys is that their timeline did not line up with LeBron's timeline. Like those guys are not ready. They were not ready last year to step up and be stars next to LeBron. They, I firmly believe they're all about still they're like one year away I think after this coming season they're going to be ready to really break out and be stars but at that point that's going to be the last year of LeBron's contract and he has as an opt-out that year so it doesn't really fit the window and that's why I think a big reason why Rob chose to uh, kind of pull the trigger and and make the trade because if we wait for the for the kids to develop LeBron is going to start breaking down, and those two timelines are not going to uh, intersect in a way that's going to allow us to compete for championships. So, and I also think that played a big part into why we um, were so adamant about not trading uh, Kuzma, because you know Kuz is a little bit older than those guys; he's a couple years older. He had a couple years in co- more in college that he played, which is why he was more NBA ready when he came out. And um, he's a person who I think is able, was able last year, and definitely coming into this year, he has the potential to be like the third best player on a championship team. And I don't think that Lonzo or Brandon are necessarily there yet. I think they will be. I have no doubt that they will be there. Um, But they're not quite there yet. And I think, and plus, Kuzma has, has stayed the healthiest of all those three. Lonzo has his his share of injuries. Uh, Brandon also, and Brandon's coming out with coming out of this blood clot thing, which I think he's going to be fine. Um, I think it's going to be great, but it is a question mark. And uh, Kuz didn't have any health question marks. He was the only one of those guys. You know, Josh, even with his knees, he was the only one of those four guys who didn't have any health question marks, who could play, who could play right now, and who was the most ready to kind of step up. And I think that's why uh, that's why we kept him. So that's uh, that's kind of my thoughts on the on the young core that we lost. I 
I still believe in those guys. I'm still I still root for those guys, and it's I'm gonna be wanting to kind of check out some Pelicans games, you know, to see. I I kind of I'm kind of glad that they all stayed together, that they're all on the same team together, you know. So it's it's gonna be hard not to to you know root for the Pelicans and for those guys. Obviously not when they're playing the Lakers, but any other game. I would be rooting for those guys. And man, if if they would have kept Julius on that team too, oh man, that would have been even even better. But Julius Julius got paid, so good good for him. He's gonna be in New York. He's gonna be on a crappy team, but he's making a good chunk of change up there. So Julius Julius got paid. So congrats congrats to you, Julius. So um so yeah, the young core and their Pelicans. So. I was 100% convinced and sure that Kawhi was going to come to the Lakers. And one of the questions that I got for this podcast is, uh, why why was I so convinced that we're getting Kawhi? Especially, obviously, because uh, we didn't. We didn't get him. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I, I, I knew 100% that Kawhi was coming to Los Angeles. Okay. Um, the only question is which team is he going to come to because there's two teams in LA. Um, now how did I know this? Why was I so sure of that? Well, because Kawhi said so (laughs) because a year ago when he decided that he didn't want to play for the San Antonio Spurs, he said he wanted to get traded to the Lakers. That's what he said. And if you know Kawhi, if you follow him at all, you know that the dude doesn't talk that much. The dude hardly talks at all. He hardly says anything. So when he says something that direct and that specific, you know that he means it. He wanted to be a Laker, and he wanted to get traded to the Lakers. And nothing in the past year has told me that he had changed his mind. He hadn't said anything to the contrary of those statements. He wanted to be a Laker, and the Spurs, they instead traded him to Canada. So he's like, all right, I'll go to Toronto. I got one one year left on my contract. I'll go there, and I'll be a good teammate, and I'll try to win a championship. And that's exactly what he did, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and they went up, and he won a championship. And all the talking heads are like, well... What does that mean now that he won a championship? Maybe he's going to stay, and what does that change? No, it doesn't change anything. He he wanted to come to Los Angeles, and he wanted to be a Laker. Why? Because that's what he said. Now, why why exactly did he, did he say, does he want to be a Laker? We don't know. We don't know that because he hasn't said it. And if he doesn't say it, then there's no reason to, to guess. Because when people guess about what's going on with Kawhi, usually they guess wrong. Um, I, I think... It's very similar to the situation with LeBron, where whereas I think it has to do with with his family. I think for for whatever reason that only Kawhi knows, he wanted to be close to his family because he's he's from out here. He grew up um, out in uh, what is it, Moreno Valley, I think, out towards Riverside, in that area with the high school out there, and. Um, and he wanted to he wanted to be back with his family, and that's why he wanted to come to L.A. So the only question is, does he come to the Lakers or to the Clippers? And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, the Lakers at this point, when free agency started, the Lakers have LeBron and the Lakers have Anthony Davis. So 
you come to that or you go to the Clippers. Now, the Clippers, Clippers are a good team, right? Clippers are a very good team. Clippers traded away their best player at the trade deadline and then didn't tank and made the playoffs. That's impressive. I mean, they're, they're a good, scrappy team. They have a great coach over there. But the thing is, what keep was going over in my mind is that, okay, if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, he's going to be the lone superstar on that team, and he's going to have to carry that team all the way to the finals, which is what he just did with Toronto. Or he can go to the Lakers and be in a big three playing with LeBron and AD and not have to work nearly as hard not put nearly the amount of, of stress and wear and tear on his body and possibly, quite possibly, extend his career farther by playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And LeBron's only got a, a few great, uh, good years left in him, and then it's gonna, it would be Kawhi and Anthony Davis, and that would be great, you know? And I think everybody, I think Kawhi knew that. So it's like a no-brainer. Why would he go to the Clippers when he could come and extend his career and win multiple championships and still be in Los Angeles. It, of course, he's coming to the Lakers. So that's why I was, I was so sure. Obviously, I, I, like the rest of the entire world, did not see coming what, what was happening, which was Kawhi decided to recruit Paul George from Oklahoma City and get him to demand a trade to come to the Clippers so that he could have a secondary star because once that that happened that changed that changed everything because I I think uh, I thought then I think now I firmly believe this that if the Clippers if Jerry West had not made the trade for Paul George Kawhi would be a Laker today I think he definitely was was going to go to the Lakers he was going to sign with us until the word came that PG was going to uh, get traded to the Clippers. And I think that's why that whole process lasted so long. It lasted as long as it did. Um, that whole week would have happened much sooner if uh, if Paul George would not have been traded to the Clippers. Kawhi would be a Laker right now. So the only qu- the question now it becomes, why did Kawhi do that? Why did he go in it kind of in sneakily silently contact Paul George and get him to demand a trade and come with him to the Clippers instead of just signing with the Lakers. Well, I I have a take on that too. What I believe, again, basing this on what we know of Kawhi and the kind of guy that he is, what kind of guy is he? He's, He's quiet. He's to himself, right? He doesn't like giving interviews. Um, and he doesn't like being like the center of attention. Okay, I think there were two major question marks about him joining the Lakers that were in his mind. I think one uh, was the front office. I think when Magic quit, I think that was definitely a bombshell in Kawhi's mind of what, what, now I have to think, should I go to this organization that seems that now Magic, Magic Johnson who we all love and want to go be and play under Magic. Now he quit, and he quit because there's backstabbing and there's all this drama. And if you believe all the crap that Magic was saying, you're like, why would I want to go to that team? So there's there's 
definitely questions put in Kawhi's mind that were not there before that happened when Magic quit and said all the crap that he said. So that, that number one was a big question that put a question in Kawhi's mind. Do I really, do I really want to go to the Lakers? And the second thing is I think the, um, the fact that he's such a quiet guy and he, you know, he doesn't like doing interviews you know, but they said, well, okay, one thing, though, if you're going to come to the Lakers, you know, the media is intense. They, they give interviews all the time. They have their own TV network, the Lakers do. They have specials on there all the time. They're doing interviews for special, for Connected On, for Access Sportsnet Lakers. And there's also a show called Backstage Lakers where they have, like, unfettered access to the players and to the locker rooms. And so you're going to be on TV. You're going to be on a TV show. And they're going to be behind the scenes in the locker room and at the games. And, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to do that. And I don't think that's something that, that Kawhi necessarily would want to do or felt great about, Ooh, I'm excited. I'm going to be on this TV show every week on backstage Lakers. It was more like, damn, do I really have to do that? And if you're going to be on the Lakers, yeah, dude, you got to. And I think that combined with the big question marks now about the front office because of magic and his actions, I think, put serious questions in his mind. And I think that's what that's when he was like, okay, let me talk to Paul George and see if I can convince him to come to the Clippers. Because if I can get Paul George to come to the Clippers, I can still have the two – I can still have a secondary star to me. I won't have to work as hard. I'll be on a good team, good coach, solid front office. I won't have to be on that stupid TV show, and I won't be involved in whatever this drama that magic is coming in, and I'll still be in L.A., and it'll be the best situation for me. I think that's what he believed. And and that's what happened. And that's exactly what he got. And he, he kind of got what he wanted. And I think he's in the best situation for him. Or at least he believes he's in the best situation for him. We'll, we'll see what happens when, once the games start getting played. Um, but I think right now he feels like he's in the best situation for him. Uh, for those reasons. And, and again, knowing Kawhi like we know him or know of him. Uh, it makes perfect sense that that's what he would want, and that's why he did it. So it is what it is. That's cool. It's good. You know, the Clippers are, are good now again, and that's always good for the Clippers, good for, for L.A. Um, a, a question that, that I've had, too, is if we, if we hadn't have gotten Kawhi, if we hadn't have gone after Kawhi, which free agents do I wish – that we would have gotten and that that's it's an interesting question but it's also a hard question because I don't Kawhi was kind of the only one that I wanted us to go after you know in, in terms of the ones who were available or feasible you know I knew Durant wasn't going to come to the Lakers he's not going to come play second fiddle to LeBron um, and I knew Clay was going to resign with Golden State and those were, to me, those are the top two, the top other two guys, other than uh, than Kawhi, you know. Um, Kerry Irving, I think, is a great player. I could, I could kind of see him, maybe, but there's some baggage there too, you know. Didn't get along with the young guys in in Boston. He's got the weird flat Earth stuff going on, so you don't know what's going on in his head. And a little bit of a head case, but you know, great player and. Obviously, he knows how to play with LeBron, so that I was like, okay, maybe if we can get him, that that would be still cool. But 
like Kemba, I think is a great player, but I didn't. I don't think we should have paid him the max. Um, I'm glad he got the max in Boston, but I'm glad that we didn't give it to him. I, I really thought the only the only player I wanted to give the max to was was Kawhi. So I'm I'm not really sad that we didn't get any of the other free agents because we waited on him. I I think it it worked out the way it should have and the way it needed to. You know, I I really think that looking at at things as they happened, I think Rob Palinka had a had a plan. He had enough time to make sure that he had a definite plan for if Kawhi signed, we were going to go after these guys, these guys, these guys, these guys to fill out the roster and if Kawhi doesn't sign, we're going to go after these guys, these guys, these guys, these guys and fill out the roster. A definite plan A and a plan B. And as soon as we found out that Kawhi was going to the Clippers, you immediately, boom, started signing all these guys. We signed him so quickly. You know that he had he had it all planned out. And there were good signings. Really good. I, I really like the current roster as it sits. I think it's much better roster than we had last year. And not just because we have Anthony Davis on the team. And just because we have now a fully rested LeBron and a LeBron who is actually able to take a summer off for the first time in, what, 15 years. I mean, that's going to do wonders for him this coming year. I think he's hungry. I think he doesn't like the fact that people are now not considering him the best player in the league anymore because it's the first time he didn't make the playoffs. I think that, that kind of pisses him off, and he, he's ready for some, uh, some payback, and he wants to show the rest of the league that he's still top dog, and I think he's going to come out on fire. And I think Anthony Davis is going to do the same thing. He wants to prove that he's still the player that he knows he is. And um, I, I think it's going to be a, a huge year for Kuz. And I'm really, really excited about the pieces that we put around them this year. I, I really think that, that Rob and uh, however much input Frank Vogel uh, had on the roster too, um, I think they were great decisions. And I, I, I'm really excited. Um, I think the Clippers have a good roster too, but I think we also have to play the games, you know? PG isn't going to be ready at the beginning of the season. He had two shoulder surgeries. He just got, you know, we got finished with the second shoulder surgery, and he's not going to be ready at the beginning of the season. So it's going to be Kawhi and the kids for a little while at least as the season starts. So, and we're going to come out healthy. And we got Buggy, who's also with a chip on his shoulder. We got these three guys are like looking for some payback, looking to show the world and prove everybody wrong. And those three dudes, I mean, come on, dude. It's going to be. It's going to be scary. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun season, Laker fans. It's going to be a fun season. And regarding a, ri- a new rivalry in L.A., I mean, sure, sure, I'll take I'll take that. I, I'll say that there's a new rivalry. I mean, to the point that it's this is the first time in a long time that both L.A. teams are going to be good at the same time. You know, Lakers were good, obviously, for a long time. Clippers weren't good. Then the Lakers went into a dip, and the Clippers got really good, you know, with Blake and CP3 and DeAndre. And they had a chance to really make a move for themselves when the Lakers were really struggling. They couldn't make that happen. They still didn't get out of the second round, and then that phased out. But now, obviously, with Kawhi and Paul George, they got a really solid chance now. And they got, and like I said before, they have a really good team around them. So... In terms of talent and in terms of both teams being really good, uh, I think it's going to be a great rivalry. I mean, it's not, It's not. let's be real, it's not really a rivalry because 
you know, let's until the let's get the Clips to win like a few championships, and then maybe we'll say, okay, maybe this might be a rivalry. But you know, right now we're what sixteen to zero in terms of championships, and you're like, okay, well, what about Pacific Division titles? You know, Lakers have what twenty three, Clippers have zero. You know, uh, sixty win seasons. Go with that if you say, well, it's not about the rings, man. It's not about the rings. Okay, okay. so how many 60-win seasons do both teams have? Lakers have, uh, what was it? Uh, in the teens somewhere. I forget I forget what the number was. Clippers have zero. Um, retired numbers. Retired numbers for the team. Lakers have nine. Uh, Clippers, zero. So it's pretty lopsided, you know, in terms of... of of history and accomplishments so but you know if the clippers can kind of get the ball rolling and win a championship or two then sure we'll talk about a, a real rivalry for los angeles but until that happens i think it's just going to be kind of a fun a fun rivalry where like we both teams are good and both teams really want to beat each other and that just makes for good basketball you know it's a it's a win-win for the fans it's a win-win for you and me I think there's more parity in the league than there has been in a long time. A long time. There's a lot of teams that that look really good. I mean, Houston getting Westbrook, you know, Westbrook and Harden together again, that's going to be fun, and they're going to be really good. I don't think Golden State's going to suck as nearly as bad as people are saying that they are. You know, I think Dallas is going to be good. Utah is going to be really good this year. Denver is still very, very good. You know, I, I mean, Milwaukee is still fantastic, and would, and Philadelphia is still going to be good, and there's there's a lot of really good teams in the league. It's it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun, fun season, and the Lakers are going to be right there in the middle of it. I just I can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. I'm so excited. All right, I'm going to wrap this up, peeps. So, hey, if you if you if you dig here in the podcast, you know, if you want if you want me to keep doing these, like, let me know, you know, come over and and let me know. Come over to the Facebook page. Ask like a Lance at Facebook or hit hit me up on Twitter at Ask Like a Lance. And just let me know if you're listening. And if you dig the podcast, you want me to do more. Throw me some questions. I'd love the input and um, want to hear what you what you guys think. And give me some more questions, and uh, we'll put them in for the next podcast. And I, I promise you, I'm going to try to do these more, uh, more consistently now. Now that we got things rolling, things are rolling now. Okay, all right. I miss you guys. I miss the team, and I'm so excited. I can't wait for the season to start. Let's have a good one. Catch you next time.